0: chapter 5 of mabel ross the sewing girl this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter 5 hilda and her mystery on her return home one evening mabel found hilda awaiting her the look and manner of the latter showed considerable excitement and mabel felt satisfied that something had gone wrong at cousin algins she was not left long in doubt concerning what was the something wrong "'I told you long ago, Mabel,' Hilda said, turning abruptly from the caresses of little Lily, whom she had brought home. "'I told you that I saw the time was coming when I couldn't stand being at Cousin Algin's. "'It's come at last, though not so soon as I looked for. I've left her for good.' "'I'm sorry, Hilda,' her sister very gravely replied. "'I mean—' sorry that you couldn't be as well pleased with cousin algin as she was with you she wasn't pleased with me at all hilda quickly replied it was only make-believe she asked for you herself hilda and seemed to want to do well by you said mabel but i have nothing to say now about that she added seeing the cloud gathering on her sister's brow since you were not content to stay you were right to come directly to me. You don't look over-pleased to see me for all, remarked Hilda gloomily. If I am not, it is on your own account, Hilda. Mabel sadly rejoined. Oh, my sister, if you knew as I do the trials and sufferings of poor sewing women, you would value the home you have left. How I have thought of you, Hilda, as I have learned more of these things— and how anxiously I have watched you, hoping to see you more content at Cousin Algin's. There's no need to try frightening me, Mabel. I can't go back again. Cousin Algin and I are quits. You have not quarreled, Hilda? No, for there was no need of it. I just told her I was going to leave her and try and get along some other way. She, well, she said I could go. How did she say it, Hilda? tell me all my sister you know our dear mother left you to cousin Algern, always reminding me of that mabel to make me feel badly no hilda only to keep you from doing what you may sometime be sorry for well she wasn't a bit surprised and it would have been funny if she were when she's been seeing for long how things were working she knows pretty much what i think of her she knows, too, that I've got my suspicions about something. She's too smart and too conscious not to know that. You talk mysteries, Hilda. I wish you would be plainer. I will, Mabel. I stayed at Cousin Algin's this over a year just for one thing, and when that thing was done, there was nothing more to keep me there. Not, I mean, that I succeeded about that one thing, or at least that I got any real satisfaction about it, but I made a good, bold trial for it, and, though it ended in a failure, I'm proud at this minute that I made it. My dear sister, do you call this being plain? Hilda laughed, a rare thing with her now, but when she did laugh, it was with a merry, ringing tone, pleasant to hear. The sound of her own voice seemed to cheer her spirits, for she went on in a different tone than before. "'It must seem a funny mystery to you, to be sure,' she said, "'and it's nonsense in me to say I'll be plain about it, for that's a thing I've made up my mind is not for the best. The truth is, Mabel, if you were a different girl from what you are, a little bit on the harem's scarum like me, I'd let you into the whole secret.' but being the staid close thinking and afraid of doing something the least bit out of the way sort of girl you are i prudently say to myself hilda you keep that thing to yourself if you want anything to come of it mabel smiled yet still it was in a grave tone she remarked it does not seem to me there can safely be mysteries between us hilda i should like to know just what is on your mind to be made worried and anxious for nothing," lightly rejoined her sister. Now, if you'd known what's been on my mind these months, Mabel, you'd have been talking to me about it, and discouraging me, and putting all sorts of objections in the way of my working it out, and maybe even letting cousin Algern herself get an inkling of it. As it is. Well, Hilda, as it is? As it is, Mabel, you've had no worry about it, and you know nothing, so I'm left free to try some other plan of working. I've done all I can in the house. Now, I'll try and see what can be done out of it. There's more than one way of working at everything, and as my first plan has failed me, I'll find another. My dear sister... You will presently find there is but one way to work at what is before you now, the making of a living, and that is from seven till six, for six days of the week. It is not likely you will find time to busy yourself about these fancies that have been bewildering you. I'm not afraid of the work, Mabel. You're thinking of Cousin Algin that day by dear mother's bedside, the stone around your neck. You're afraid I'll be a drag on you no hilda i am not afraid nor need you be just you wait and see in leaving cousin algin i've thrown myself on myself mabel not on you on that account i have neither fear nor regret hilda my only concern is your acting contrary to the solemn injunctions of our mother get that idea out of your head mabel mother never would have thought of parting us it was cousin algin's planning altogether mabel made no rejoinder she was sitting on the little settee with lily between hilda and herself her hand and that of the latter joined in that of the little girl lily had listened with attention to the conversation between her sisters and at this pause looking earnestly into the face of the last speaker said mother's all the time watching us hilda and she thinks as much about our being happy and good now as she did when she was with us i wouldn't oh not for the world do anything to worry dear mother hilda stared at the child glanced at mabel then catching lily in her arms burst into tears neither would i dear lily she cried don't you think child that i'd do anything that would distress dear mother if she were indeed like a spirit among us. She is among us, said the child solemnly. She hears us, and she sees us. Mabel says it so, and I know it. I feel it all the time. Tears were in Mabel's eyes, as well as Hilda's. She pressed a kiss upon the cheek of the little girl, and silence, for a time, fell upon them all but hilda's feelings were particularly changeable especially were her periods of subdued feeling of short duration a moment more and she had resumed the subject of her stay at her cousin algins you would have had me take you into my confidence mabel she said in a sort of half vaunting half jesting way but how would you have felt to know what i was sometimes doing fancy for instance one night not long since a stormy, rainy night it was, and me creeping out of my bed between one and two before morning, creeping, creeping downstairs, passing Cousin Algin's room like a ghost, my heart fairly standing still at the slightest suspicion of a sound, all in the dark, but with matches in my pocket to strike a light when I got to the end of my journey. I tell you, Mabel, what I went through that night was enough to frighten any dozen girls of my age out of their senses. But it didn't frighten me. Or, at least if it did, I didn't feel a bit like turning back, or being sorry I had undertaken it. Then the failure came. But I won't tell you about that, Mabel. It would make you feel badly for nothing. You may be sure, though, that I managed to turn myself yes, and as cleverly as though I'd gone over it all before. And so I had, in my own mind, for I'd thought again and again of all the things that might turn up, and how it would be best for me to act through each and every one of them. The best of it all is no one suspected me. They thought of burglars, the servants, anyone but me. Mabel had offered no interruption to this relation. She sat gazing on the speaker, her features pale, and a look of apprehension upon them. No one suspected you, Hilda? My sister, what is it you have attempted? Nothing to make such a long face about, Mabel. And Hilda tried to force a laugh. Besides, it's over now, and we'll never come that way again. As I said before, I'm going to work out of the house now. When Mabel came to speak with Mrs. Kingsley about Hilda's leaving her, she found that lady perfectly good-tempered upon the subject. "'Hilda's a strange girl,' she smilingly said, and, somehow, I like her for her very oddity. She has a dash and sprightliness about her, which enlivens a dull couple like your cousin Hugh and myself. But she wasn't content.' and I didn't think it right to put constraint upon her. We will leave her alone, and probably she will, after a time, be content to return to us. There is one thing, Mabel, I wish you both to understand. Our house is always open to her, when she feels disposed to make it her home. Mabel thanked her cousin warmly. She was much impressed with her kindness of manner, and scarcely thought Hilda deserved so much forbearance at her hands. When she reported to Hilda the result of their peace conference, the latter looked queerly at her. All for effect, she said. Cousin Algin understands that admirably. She invites me to come back, does she? Well, maybe I will, sometime. But it'll be a visit of a sort she doesn't look for. End of Chapter 5